Hello, and welcome to The Violet Vulture. My name is Emmy, and I'm your host. I'm a multi-passionate, multidisciplinary storyteller. I'm a death doula, witch, and an all-around too-much person. If I could distill down into a core three about what I'm all about here on the internet and IRL, it's storytelling for self-exploration and liberation, alternative wellness for the misfits and morbidly inclined among us, and honoring our shadows. But to go a little bit deeper, we cover discussing mortality, celebrating spirituality, archetypes, and artists, unpacking what horror can teach us about the human experience and our collective fears, exploring how we could better integrate those shadows, and one of my favorite topics, changing our damn mind, doing something different. A couple of announcements here. You want to keep the conversation going, you can keep up with me on Instagram at LaSwayEmmy, my website SwayEmmy.com, or you can add it to my newsletter. You can also send me voice messages through my podcast distributor, Anchor. So lots of different ways to keep in touch. I hope to keep seeing you on the internet. A couple of announcements before we get into the meat of today's episode. I am still accepting entries for the survey that I created about all the things that I do. It is pertinent to podcast work, to writing, to my offerings, to future things that I have in the pipeline. And yeah, if you are only interested in one of those things or a handful, then there will be the option to just skip ahead, but encouraging everybody to submit something who is a consumer of my content because I want as much information as possible. I will be working on a lot this year and changing some things up. And as stated previously, anybody who submits an entry will automatically get a one card reading from me where you either get a write-up of the interpretation or you'll get a voice note and there will be two bigger draws at the end once I have closed the survey, one for a longer tarot reading with me and one for an Akashic Records reading. I have all those additional deets in the show notes. Again, when I just kind of jump ahead to today's reading. And yeah, otherwise, this was a really, really great conversation. This was actually recorded back in December. And pretty much back to back, this is a pod swap between me and today's guest, Alexandra Shelley. She is such a brilliant human, so deeply genuine and and honest. And anytime her content comes up on my feed on Instagram or when she publishes a new episode of her podcast, it's such a delight because... Again, I keep coming back to genuine because she has a real like learner's mindset and she does really care about authenticity and honesty and integrity. And it was so great to be in dialogue with her. And there's even a few callbacks to uh, episode previous episode about scammy readers, like scammy terror readers, scammy like metaphysical people. So we touch on that as well. But without further ado, without getting too ahead of ourselves, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Violet Vulture. 
Today, I'm super excited to be in conversation community with Alexandra of Modern Medium and the gorgeous, gorgeous podcast, Embody Your Soul. Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Emmy. I'm so excited to talk to you. I know I had Emmy on my podcast and we had such a ball talking about horror and her magic and her work. And I think we even got into books and it was just so great. So I'm just so excited to connect with you again. (laughs) Me too. I'm glad it's happening in such close proximity, like the recording, because my brain, it hasn't just evaporated (laughs) with Mm -hmm. everything else going on in life. So Mm -hmm. yeah, really grateful for that. And yeah, we're recording on a very activating day. It's the solstice. We're mid Hanukkah. You know, Christmas, if people care for that, it's right around the corner. <laughs> like a lot's happening. And I feel like there's a lot of energy kind of going on with this being the darkest day. But I'm glad that I could be talking to you today. If anything, it feels even more appropriate that we are, ch- are chatting in this moment. Yes. Um, what, what comes up for me immediately as I reflected on like, oh, it's the solstice is something that I know I have felt as a tarot reader that sometimes of year will be busier and sometimes it's like I shouldn't have any books open because everybody's living their life doing their thing. People are not looking for that right now. I'm curious if you've noticed any kind of similar wavelength like up and down happening with being a medium Mm, like in terms of like this kind of energy of transition going into the solstice Yeah. yeah I would say it's been I've been for me I've been in a deep reflective mode of really I don't want to put this in a negative light I think for some, I'm also very guilty of it, is I love to constantly explore and understand the weeds of my being and whatever that means, whether that's, you know, getting really dark and deep or whether that's, you know, this self-discovery that feels really light and joyous. And I've been really in such deep reflection of my relationships and my work and where I want to go and who I want to be and my patterns. And I've really been discovering so much more of myself. And I would say even today, it's so funny. You're like, oh, it's the solstice. I'm like, oh, I forgot. (laughs) It's the solstice. It makes a lot of sense because today, um, which I feel like kind of feed into the kind of energy that you're talking about. You know, today I was like, you know what? I should do a roll call of all of my guides because I haven't done that in a while. And then I was like, you know what? I actually want to get in touch with my angels. I feel like I don't talk to my angels as often because again, I see her photo and I'm like, I love you, grandma. My grandma's one of my spirit guides. And she was the one that really catapulted me in my career. She kind of takes the wheel sometimes. And I'm like, I love you, but I need to talk to my other, my other baddies, my ascended masters and my other team and just kind of re really reevaluating my relationship, um, with my spirit team and with myself and even with my higher self. I, you know, have also been definitely experiencing this slowness and this desire to have these easier mornings and to give myself 
so much more grace when it comes to if my routine has a little bit of wiggle room or if I do something that's like not out of character, but that's like a little like, for instance, I have a morning routine that's very uh, dedicated. I don't want to say strict. And then this morning, for some reason, I felt kind of called to get on my phone to do something because I'm like, okay, I just keep thinking about it and I'm ADHD. I don't want to forget about it later. I just want to do it. And then of course, like it's so easy to kind of, you know, phone a friend or get sucked in. And I was like almost getting into, ugh, like Alexandra, like you got on your phone before this time. And like, that's so annoying. And then I was like, you know what? No, like it's okay. Like it's okay. And just, I think especially during this time, we're finding that we need to give ourselves so much grace because there are so much untangling of our own weeds right now. And it's okay. Like it's all going to be okay. These emotions are temporary, but also these emotions are vehicles. And what I'm also really learning, and I was even just telling a friend today because it's something I experienced not that long ago, is so much of our experience is based on our response and our reaction. And if we're like, oh my God, this person is like throwing shit at me or like, oh, like I'm just so overwhelmed with all these people. Or you could just be like, you know what? These people are responding to my lights. They're responding to my response and that triggers them. And that's really good to know because that means I'm standing in my truth. So again, I'm kind of, you know, roundabout, but I feel like so much of the slowness that has been going on is because we've needed to kind of untangle the weeds within us. I want to start off by saying, I love that you said a dedicated routine as opposed to strict or something along those lines, because I think there's a lot more grace when maybe it doesn't always go perfectly to plan or maybe even, you know, something that I love about yoga is that you could do all the chaturangas and it's yoga, or you could lie there for an hour and that's also (laughs) yoga, but it's that you went and did it with that intention. So I, I am curious because I know you did share your, your roll call that you haven't really done quite as much. One, I'd love to hear more about that because I've never seen that before. That that looked really cool. So I'd love to kind of hear you speak to that. But as far as kind of the framework of if everything went perfectly in a day, what would your kind of morning routine look like as, as a medium? Okay, so I'll do the morning routine first and then the roll call. So I also want to say my morning rituals have changed a lot throughout like the last two years. And that's based on my needs and where honestly, like where my nervous system is at and where my brain activity is at. I know I would say when I actually first started like a really, really devoted morning routine, I remember it was tea and then a podcast, like a 15 minute podcast. And then I would journal and then I would work out. But now what I do is I've realized I'm like, wait, I actually don't really need to do anything until like 10 a.m. So I like to still get up really early and I have my I have this beautiful, amazing like cacao latte that I've feel like I've pretty much perfected and it has all the adaptogens and goodies in it because I'm just so LA and I'm living for it. <laughs> and um and then during that I read and I read to my heart's content. And again, my brain activity, I'm reading a ton of books at the same time right now because I'm just like I can't get enough and there's so many books I want to read and there's so much I want to learn. I 
feel, I just feel like a voracious reader, but sometimes I'm reading one book at a time. So again, I really want to say like, pay attention to just like where you're at, like what you crave, like have a morning you want to have, like, why not? I think also I used to have these mornings where I would just literally go straight to the dim, gym, dim, gym, and just like beat myself up. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hated it. It's like, why? Like make your morning soft and romantic and like, one that you are so excited to wake up to. And that's what makes it really good. And I think, again, I know you mentioned before starting, you're really intrigued by people who are clairsentient. And something that I'm deeply motivated by is the feeling of. So I'm like, I love my morning routine because not only the feeling of doing it, but the feeling I have for the rest of the day. I feel so good. So anyways, I read to my heart's content. Right now I'm reading like four books. So I don't read all of them at once. I read maybe like a chapter of two, nothing crazy. And then I sit with spirit and however long that needs to be. Again, that's also based on, again, I love that you also dovetailed off me saying dedicated because that's also something I'm working on of not being so strict and rigid with myself. So Sometimes sitting with spirit could be 10 minutes. Sometimes it's 30. And I think that's also based on your needs, your intentions. And again, where your nervous system is at, that's huge. And then I do, I work out and then I hop in the shower, do my skincare routine, and then I have breakfast. And it's like, great. It's a great morning. I love it. And I love, I think what I've recognized from having a morning routine is the importance of when you end your day, you're not like, oh my God, I, you feel so number one, wiped out from the day, but also I remember what I felt was like, oh my God, I had no me time. I had no time for myself, but the fact that I had, I dedicated this whole chunk of the morning strictly to myself. I don't feel wiped out at the end of the day. Like I actually feel like, you know, I got that. Not that I even like got it out of the way, but I got that in, which is really, really huge. And, um, And then what was it? So doing a roll call with spirit. So it's actually, I would say, so it's interesting. So my mentor, Melissa Wallace, who is like my absolute queen, she mentored me. She started mentoring me and training me in like 2018. And something that she, she was on my podcast and something that she has also continued to say to me is mediumship and spiritualism is changing you know, as we speak, it is totally evolving. The rules are shifting and we can't, you know, obviously there's shared experiences and tradition that I love to honor. And, you know, of course, that's why we have each other. We're like, wait, that's crazy. That happened to me too. But everyone's experience with spirit and your intuition is also really vast and unique because we're vast and unique. So Anyways, taking a roll call is, I would say, a very traditional thing to do. It also helps me because, again, like I have the superpower of ADHD and the spirit world is really, really big and we all have a ton of people. And I was even just sitting with that not even that long ago where I'm like, oh my God, there's so much I want to learn and like so much I want to do. And it's like, I obviously can't tackle it all at once. I have to take it in bite-sized pieces and day by day. So What I did was I, you know, I got up and I was like, you know what, I should do a roll call of my guides because I've 
had new guides come in. I'm also interested in getting to work with my angels. I mean, I work with them all the time, but work with them on a deeper level. And again, like I was saying, grandma, I love you, but spirit guides sometimes have their own agenda because they were once human, so they still have their characteristics. So my grandma, not that she is malicious or bad in any way, but she's a spitfire woman. She is Hungarian. So she is like, no, 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 uh, me, I, and she's like front and center a lot of the time. But now I'm telling her, I'm like, Grandma, mommy, you need to like kind of take a backseat right now because I actually really want to focus on my ascended masters. And especially now that I'm reading the Sophia Code, I want to learn more about those beautiful goddesses. I also have a master guide who's an ascended master. So I need to remember to like stay true to him. And it's funny because also guides still have their personalities. So my master guide is so like, soft and calm. I mean, he ruled not like an iron fist, but he's very strong, but he's not going to like push someone out of the way. So with my grandma stepping in, it's his personality to just kind of like entertain her, if that makes sense. So anyways, it's interesting. So a roll call, I feel like I've been going roundabout again. So a roll call is really sitting with your team and being like, hey guys, what's up? Like, and kind of going back to basics. So What Melissa taught me um, and what I still do and I still think is great, again, honoring tradition and like these shared experiences I think are still important is, okay, what is your name or what would you like to be called? Because some of them like to be called other things, you know, master of wisdom or something. You know, I have a wisdom teacher or whatnot, like healer guide. And so anyways, so what is your name? What would you like? How would you like to be referred to? How do you know me? That's really big too. Um, You know, was it through a past life? Is it a soul contract? You know, it's always really beautiful and interesting to understand how you guys are connected. A huge one, um, which also ties into, you know, spiritual hygiene and also boundaries too, is who do you serve? Who do you respond to? So, do you respond to, do you serve the like Christ Sophia God? Do you respond to Christ consciousness? Do you work for the angels? If you don't, if you work for darkness or anything that is outside of that, then you're obviously not welcome. So I always make sure I ask, you know, of course the responses are all a little different based on the personalities and who they are, but you know, it has, they have to serve, you know, like Christ consciousness, the divine God, Sophia. And then I say, Hey, so what's your role? And how are we to work together? And again, I did that along. It's just not that I like, oh, like I don't need to do it. I just, again, I get so wrapped up and so excited about my day and things to do and my goals and that I'm human and I, you know, get like pulled here and pulled here. And sometimes even now, again, I think with going back to the energy of the solstice is like getting back into the weeds of like, okay, what is so deeply important for me in order to step into this next year? How can I be you know, how can I embody my highest self and have everything I need in order to live and embody my purpose? So it went great today. And I think also something that I'm always, you know, telling people, you don't have to have this like elaborate setup or plan. I was on my freaking floor in my PJs with like a glass of water, you know, Oracle cards, some crystals, like just not much, but it's the intention. 
So I set that intention and that is so, so clear. Every You need to make your intention clear every single time you sit with spirit or you want to work or connect across the veil. And so I was like, I want to talk to my angels. And so I was, I like knew them, but again, it was just simply like roll call. And I had four angels come through and they gave me their name, who they serve, what their purpose is for me and how we're meant to work together. And it was wonderful. And something that's also really key too is, so I was actually inspired to connect with my angels because there's this lovely account I follow. I, the name escapes me, but her account is Angels and Amethyst. And I just, I just love her. And so she had a post that was like, oh, these are the angels and these are the colors and this is what they do. And I was like, oh, wait, I should connect with mine. That's a great idea. And I almost was so worried that I was going to get the names wrong or like, is it going to match? And then, you know, I have all these beautiful downloads from my angels of who they are and how they're meant, you know, what, how they are meant to work with me and serve me and X, Y, Z. And then I was like, oh my God, like I totally got that wrong. Like it was so stupid, whatever. And then I'm like, okay, two things, two things came up or at least, you know, the angels brought up is number one, like the best mediums, the best intuitives in the entire world don't get it right every single time. And like, that's just in life in general. Like we don't always get it right. It's okay. Like we have to be willing to get things wrong, be willing to fail. And it's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a bad medium. It just means like, okay. Like, again, I'm going to get into, I think some other steps I need to take in order to like help or strengthen my clear audience. But we'll get to that because I'm like ADHD. I got to focus. So number one, it's okay to not get things right the first time. And if you do, great. That's amazing. So, but you also have to trust what you got. Like trust that that is like literal divine wisdom and truth that just came through you. Why, why would you question that? You know, and I, it's, I mean, again, it's logic, it's ego, it's us trying to make sense of it. And I think that's where we get really muddled and we start to really hurt ourselves. And then number two, if that angel shows up like this for me, then that's how I need to experience that angel for probably multiple reasons. And what she posted is a beautiful reference point for others to start their connection. But it was interesting because I was like, oh, I actually got that angel, but my angel showed up a little bit differently. And, but that's how that angel needed to show up for me. And I think that's where we have to honor and give ourselves grace of our spiritual experience and something I'm always saying to my clients and to my friends and to, you know, just really anyone who comes to a reading with me is your your capacity to receive messages is all on you. Like how open you are, how aware you are, that's up to you. If you have high resistance, then it's going to be no fun for you. You're just going to be angry the whole time. So anyways, thanks for listening. That was like long, but that that was obviously really fun to talk about. (laughs) No, that was a delight. And I love that... I can see parallels and I think this may even help people who fundamentally don't really get mediumship is that it all depends on how receptive you are 
like it goes for hypnosis. If you are very open, then you will be very open to being hypnotized. If you're like, nah, it's all like bunk, like prove me right. It's like, no, I, I, I literally can't <laughs> like, no. Or um, even the Akashic records, they'll only, your master teacher's loved ones will only show you what you are ready to receive. And if you're asking, you know, some like out your butt questions, they're going to be like, no, like <laughs> maybe your your guides in the Akashic records are going to be kinder than mine's, but they'll they'll call you out. Mine will be very direct. <laughs> so I find that that's really a lovely kind of intersection there that it all depends on where you stand and in both ways, like how open and or how closed off you are. It's a beautiful kind of segue to my next question. When you mentioned kind of working on your clear audience, you know, you've spoken on Instagram and kind of other podcasts that you have like, um, you'll get like these physical ticks or like kind of tells when spirit is trying to communicate with you, mm-hmm. like the nose itch one. And I'm like, how do you know that that's a thing? I'm, like, I'm allergic to everything. So I don't know. So <laughs> like, why, like, why that? Like, is it, does it hit different? So I'm like, I'm so curious. Or like the, the body weight feeling that you described with your, with your grandmother. I, I find that also interesting as someone who also feels psychic, but in different ways. Mm. So a similar two-parter, but I feel like they're, we can weave them together. As far as the clairsentience, do you feel like it kind of comes through more because you you have more of one as either medium or psychic person, or do you feel like those kind of vary all of the clairs together? Because I know I've had a different experience, but I'd also love to hear, because I know you've had a very long journey throughout your whole life, kind of how that's all shaken out for you. Yes. Okay. Such a fabulous question. So these are so interesting. And again, I am constantly emphasizing that the rules of mediumship are constantly changing. It is so fucking cool. Like, I think that's what excites me too, is like, we should be excited about how much it's changing because God is ever evolving. And so are we, we're a reflection of, you know, the creation. So anyways, so about Claire's, we all have, I would say like, I think the way my mentor put it was like hero Claire's, like the ones that are, you know, I, how do I put this? For instance, like for me, I know I am so clear audience because I am like, if there's a loud motorcycle, I'm like, Ooh, like I am so sensitive to sound, but when it comes to live music, like live music is like a drug to me. I just, I, it's like, I, I, it's, it's also funny too, because when I'm at a concert, I like even close my eyes so I can like really feel the music. And then I even realized too, like today I actually went on a silent walk, like without my headphones or anything, because I find that living alone too, I'm always playing a podcast. I'm playing music. Like I'm listening to something and I'm like, wait, I just need to tune out for a second. So then actually I could hear the voice of my angels, hear the voice of my guides and just even hear my inner voice. So 
anyways, I know that has been the forefront for me. And then yes, clairsentience has always been a really huge one for me. And I would say it's what is really beautiful is what is again changing is we are able to work on all of them. So even though we may have ones that feel more comfortable and easier for us, we are able to express and develop every single one of them. So that is a very traditional school of thought where it's, I am just a clairvoyant. It's like, absolutely not. I personally, I want to feel the whole spectrum. I want to taste. I want to smell. I want to see. I want to feel. I want it all. And what's really interesting is a couple of things too, is based on who and what is trying to get in touch with you. That's what you will experience. And also based on the message, that's what you'll experience as well. So something that again, I'm even like, I am a con, I'm sure you are too. Like we are continually learning. We are constant students, but also even reminders like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Of course, duh. And something that is really, really interesting to note and was such a, oh, of course, yes. I was listening to Sahara Rose's podcast with Kaya Ra and Kaya Ra was like, you know, defining the difference of your spirit guides or, you know, other spirits versus like your ascended masters or angels or your higher self. So when you're getting at least... When I'm getting wisdom from spirit, uh, from my spirit guides, you know, great example is my grandma. It is, it comes from outside of me. So I feel her coming in. Actually, (laughs) this was wild. The other week I came into my apartment and it reeked of cigarette smoke. Like someone was chain smoking because she was a chain smoker from 14 to 88, I think. And I was like, wait, did I leave a candle on, a burner on? I haven't experienced that in a long time. And I was like, you little motherfucker. Like, that was crazy. I still get so excited by that stuff. I think it's so cool. So that is all like outside of us. And then today, which it's, it's so cute. I like totally live for this is your angels, I suddenly got this burst of like, oh my God, like this burst of joy within me because angels, what's different about angels and spirit guides is they were never human. They have always been heavenly. So they only know love. They only know the soul feelings. So spirit guides, they're able to recreate those sorrowful, you know, like sad emotions in you for a reading. Like for instance, if a spirit is coming towards me and I feel anxious, like that's them recreating emotion in order to give evidence or communicate a message. But an angel, I'm only like going to feel love and light and joy and creativity and connection because that's all they've ever known. So Again, it's interesting, like the way that they kind of trigger you, like you feel this sudden burst of love and light. And I was like, oh, I'm like really excited for no reason, but okay. And then with my Ascended Masters, I feel a totally different thing. I feel like my heart chakra almost like pulsing and I feel like this great gate within me is opening up. And I just feel like a more, I guess, like regal presence. So it's, it's all, but again, like 
that's what's hard is it's objective and subjective because that is what works for me. That's based on how I, how they know I will respond to it. And that's where you need to understand, like, what do you respond to? What are you most sensitive to? So like, as you see, we follow each other on Instagram. When I see angel numbers, like on a freaking like car license plate, I'm like, that is crazy. That is actually like, personally, there's thousands of cars driving on the road and I see 111. Like that's, I don't know. I still think that is so cool. So like spirit knows I like that. They're going to keep giving it to me. Or, you know, when they ring my ears, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I can't not hear that. I know that's them. I'm going to listen to that. So another thing to know, which is super, super cool. And what I, again, I recently learned, I had a beautiful medium, um, she, her episode's going to launch at some point. Her name is Courtney Dawson. She's based in British Columbia. Beautiful medium. And she, her and I talked about this post that she shared. And it was like, the evidence you get is based on your interests. And I was like, please explain. So she was like, for instance, I have always had a weird thing about teeth like crooked teeth and clean teeth and gums and obsessing over her own teeth. And then she's like, when spirit comes in, I notice if there's a gap or a chipped tooth or they have jaw surgery. And that gives really, really beautiful evidence. And that inspires me to be like, you know what? I need to pick up that book about, you know, something that I, a book I really want to reread again is Braiding Sweetgrass. And that's all about indigenous wisdom and, you know, um, like science and stuff. I'm like, oh, I want to pick that up again. And then I have a book called Nine Pints all about blood and like the economy of blood and like the mystery of blood. And I'm like, oh, like I am looking at my bookshelf and I'm like, where are these subjects that I need to pick up and learn again and remember or actually learn anew? So, so much about tapping into your gifts is really like already like, what are you sensitive to and what you respond to highly? Number two, like you're not limited to them. Like you can explore every single one of them. And if you want to practice, like do it. But also you need to be okay if one is higher than the other based on, oh my God, there's so many factors. It could be based on the day, based on the stars, based on your boundaries, based on the client's boundaries. It could also be based on right now, your clairvoyance is a little more heightened because for another reason, but that doesn't mean you're not clear audience. Because I've had times where I sat with spirit, I'm like, wait, I can't hear anything, but I see stuff. And they're like, don't worry. Like, you're just, you're, you're strengthening this Claire right now. So again, another kind of like long winded way of explaining all those, but it's just so fascinating. No, that was also gorgeous. Like, I love this idea that it's evolving because I feel like in media, like pop culture, it's a very static image of it must look a certain way or must sound a certain way. So I I can appreciate even like as you talk about boundaries too, like it feels at its core, a true medium is to be in service and to be in service is to always be honing whatever your craft is. And, you know, it's like being, if you're a therapist, you're not expert in every single thing. You may have like the thing that you're going to lean on more. 
and you read every other book under the sun that'll inform what you do. But Mm -hmm. I feel like in order to really connect and to kind of meet the changing needs of like the very universe, Mm -hmm. because like every now and then I will step outside and be like, this is not the same world as when I was a kid. It may look the same in certain ways. Like this is not the same December. It's not the same anything. So I really, I think that's so, so beautiful. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I like how you speak to like boundaries too as well. That makes me think of kind of this next piece that you had mentioned when I came onto your podcast that you're very drawn to how I've talked about like scammy readers and kind of both sides of it. Yes. And I just, one, (laughs) we could talk about that from so many angles. What comes to mind for me immediately is like where to look for authenticity when looking for a practitioner or even what you may have said to folks who are maybe on the fence or who have been played as well. Like I, I almost feel like I've specialized in a way being the tarot reader that will help people trust tarot again. Mm. So it's a lot of responsibility. So I always preface it with like, I'm not going to fix a problem for you, but even saying that alone, I think helps to heal it. But yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Yes, absolutely. So I, there are several things. I think number one, ask yourself, are you genuinely ready? Because not a lot of people are ready. And people, you know, it's actually funny enough. So next year I'm actually going to start working again just because it is so much fun and to get out of the house. I used to work at this book and crystal shop in LA and of course it's so perfect with like what I do and I can like actually meet people and it's like my target market pretty much. But anyways, it was so fascinating working there and it was not I'm not saying I don't want to put these people down or judge them, but what the problem is is people are going to mediums. Like I just remember seeing repeat people and just being so obsessed, like begging and like on their knees for like answers and oh my god, I broke up with this guy or like what do I do to do this? And so are you ready? Because if you're looking for like answers and to prove something, then you're looking in the wrong place because there is so much you need to do for yourself. You need to, first of all, sit within and ask yourself, like, what do I feel like is in my highest good? Honestly, maybe that is to see a medium. Maybe that is to see a tarot reader. But truly, the reading will not go well if you are looking to hear what you want to hear. And I'm not saying like readings are going to go and just like I'm going to like beat you down. But people sometimes hear what they don't want to hear because it's just spirit speaks truth. Spirit never lies. If they lied, then I'm working with a deceiving dark spirit and that's not who I work for or serve. So again, like really, really ask yourself, are you ready? And like number two, like what are your intentions? 
And I really, really believe your intentions to go to Medium, at least what I, you know, talk about on my podcast and, you know, I even write it in my like consent form and I share it on my social media is if your intentions are to be, um, receive guidance of what would be of my highest good guidance of how can I get in touch with the wisdom within me guidance of how can I connect with my team in order to connect to myself my podcast is called embody your soul because I believe that is I truly think that is the answer to literally living like if you are not embodying your soul then what are you doing you are ignoring your First of all, your body, your mind, your heart, you're ignoring you. And we are like such powerful, magical, sovereign beings. And, you know, this I've also been like for a long time, I've been having this whole like internal dialogue with myself is like, okay, why are us humans given free will? But then we work with these guides and angels and God and Sophia Christ consciousness to like do the right thing. And the thing is, what I believe and why I believe it's so important to connect with your divine team and your higher self and your inner knowing is we each have limitations and we just together, we make literally the perfect puzzle piece to walk through life. Like spirit literally has limitations. First of all, they literally are not in physical form. Like that is a huge limitation. Second of all, like they cannot control what we do. However, what they do have is they are in direct communication and they are with your higher self and they also see, but they can't tell you what to do, but they can give you pointed questions. They can give you the guidance. They can give you those loving nudges to help you, again, guide you closer to your soul and to what lies within you. And then with us humans, we have free will. We can say, no, you know what? I don't want to do that. And that may result in a whole new timeline that you've created of your highest good, which that's literally a whole other podcast. That's something I've been contemplating with timelines and building and collapsing timelines. But also, maybe you mess up and it was the wrong choice. But that's like totally okay because you have not messed you like, yeah, maybe you messed up, but you actually haven't messed up your journey in any way because it's just another way. You're not slowing down. You're actually, I would say any step you take, whether you think it was the wrong step, I actually think you're just propelling and you're always moving forward. You're always moving forward to your highest good. And that is the one track we're going to is to our soul's ascension and highest good. So again, woo, like roundabout way of saying like really discover why you want to go to a medium. And if it's with the intention of like, I'm really open to receiving guidance. I'm open to understanding how I can get in touch with my intuition. I'm open to also reconnecting and healing, you know, with loved ones. That's very, very classic reason and why mediums do what we do. I love that. I love providing, you know, evidence that life of course, begins after we die. And it's beautiful. So providing healing and closure and understanding. And most of the time, people just want to know that they're safe. People want to know that 
they're doing like, that that they're doing the right thing and that like they are watching over them like they, it's really not of like oh like I need to know that they're there but like people want to like be validated that they're good humans and also a Another kind of, I actually kind of call her a mentor too, is a, she was also my podcast. Her name's Shauna DeMellon. Is she's like, sometimes mediums are just a paid friend. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but not everyone is willing to do the work. Not everyone is willing to change. And I'm open to that too. We have to be really open to not being attached to the outcome. I used to get really attached to, oh my God, is this person's life changed? Did I like totally inspire them? Yeah, I probably inspired them. If If all I do is just give them a loving, healing presence, then I've done my job. And also a huge thing is actually, funny enough, I had a group reading the other night and I had to stop it for a second because this is, I would say, at least for me, these are my values. I am not a machine spitting out messages. I am not a trick pony. Neither are you. Neither are any practitioners. And if you... If you see a meeting going like, boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah, cool. Like whatever, like just spitting out messages. I'm not saying that like, that's not possible because I, I have like my literal, I deeply admire, you know, several mediums that are so talented, but they've been in the business for like 50 years, like, you know, and they still don't get it right. But still like where I'm getting at was, so this, this one client in the group. So I was giving the reading and I had two spirits come so far. Nothing was hitting. And I was like, okay, all right, cool. First, the way I take it was maybe they didn't know that spirit. Maybe that spirit passed on when they were really little kids. There's also like only us humans have the boundary and we make the mistake. Either I make the mistake or the client has something that they need to work on in order to receive or understand or listen. And I'm not saying that out of judgment. It's just, it's human error every single time. Spirit doesn't lie. So anyways, I'm seeing everything and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm on to the next girl and like, I'm, you know, explaining, you know, this spirit. And she just seemed, my ears were getting really hot and I just was starting to feel really frustrated. And I'm like, okay, first of all, spirit, doesn't like, I, I shouldn't feel frustrated when I am sitting with spirit. I should feel like really good and really connected. And so then I was like, hey, so what's resonating? And do you have any questions? And she goes, well, like, do you have any messages? Like, do you have any messages for this person, this person, and this person? And I was like, so I stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my medium hat off for a second. And in the kindest way possible, I, I thank God I was connected to spirit and like, I wasn't like my human, like fiery Alexander self, but I was like, I am not meant to pump out messages for you. That is not how this works. And I even said, I was like, I am not a machine pumping out messages. If all I do is provide you a loving presence and letting you know that spirit is here, I have done my job. And 
again, like I said earlier, it is up to you to how you receive. It is up to your capacity. So if you are not If you do not want to go ahead with this reading, I am totally okay. I'll give you guys a refund, but I am not going to continue if you guys are, if this is how the reading's going to go. And they were like, no. And I was like, good. Okay. So I went on and the rest of the reading went great. It was amazing. And I was like, and the only girl that wasn't like, oh, thank you was a girl. (laughs) But I just like sat down. And so if you're getting a medium that is like, how do I put this? Like you just know when someone's like genuinely honest with you because it's energy. Again, we are all energy. I literally don't know when, when spirit wants me to shut up, I literally go like, I, like my mouth shuts. Like I don't have any words left because I have nothing to say. I'm waiting on them. I, I, for the love of God, cannot imagine what I would, I am such a bad, okay, I'm a good liar when I need to survive for my life, but I'm a terrible liar, honestly. Like, I am terrible. And so I couldn't imagine taking someone's money and just lying to their face and like giving them a false message. Also, like, what could I possibly say? Because like, what if it's not right? Like, what's the point? So a dishonest reader is going to say, is going to be like, I will give you a hundred percent accurate messages and I will answer every single question. The, the absolute best we can do is let you know that they are here, they're with you, give you, I love giving, you know, ways for the client to connect with the message, also connect with that spirit and breadcrumbs. Like what are the breadcrumbs that spirit is going to give you? I love giving symbols and messages within the symbols. And of course, I love providing evidence. I would like to say I'm an evidential medium. And, you know, that is like really, that's like more, again, like spiritualism, mediumship is changing. But the modern way of saying it is I'm a mental medium. Uh, Physical medium is very traditional where there's seances and there's actual physical things, you know, with ectoplasm. But I feel like I'm also getting ahead of myself. So again, going back is number one, are you ready to see a medium or a practitioner? Number two, what are your intentions? Really, really, really sit and reflect with yourself and ask like, why and what do I need in this session? And then two, like, how do I actually like feel with this medium when I listen to their voice, when I see their content, when I see their face, when I read their bio, when I read their story? Like I also, a huge important thing, like People, I, I actually haven't experienced it yet, but actually my, again, my friend, Shauna DeMellon has had times where she's like, I'm not your medium. And that's okay. That is totally okay. If you had a mind blowing experience with another medium, go back. Why are you going to me? Go back. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll give you a great experience, but like freaking A, like I, like you just need like a, a good, like high value medium with clean ethics and practices is the medium you want to go to and like truly like explore their explore their content listen to their voice like do you align with their values and like also every practitioner again whole other podcast episode I believe practitioners get really really competitive because they don't know what their sauce is 
Because number one, we are all sisters, brothers, souls, however and whoever you identify as. We are all brothers and sisters. When I look to Susan Giesman, my literal, like I'm obsessed with her. I've taken multiple courses from her. I can't wait to take more. She's been in the business for like 30, 40 years. We are equals. And that's how she'll see me too. That's how she'll see all of us in the in the business. However, if you are one putting yourself on a pedestal as like a God complex, as a medium, huge, huge, huge problem. Also, again, where I now remember where I was getting at is I know my sauce. Suzanne, she knows her sauce. And a very great example is um, Courtney Dawson, the medium I was just speaking with. And I would definitely consider like a dear colleague and sister. Her thing is I seek to communicate evidence across the veil and evidence of life after death. My sauces, yeah, like I would say I'm an evidential medium, but I'm here to like literally help you, help remind you and help you remember how freaking magical you are and how tapped in you are. That is my sauce. Like I get pumped off that. So that's why I feel like I'm not competing with other mediums because my energy is so different from someone else's energy. I think that is so true across disciplines that that insecurity really comes through that if you feel the need to like inflate your value as opposed to simply presenting what you could offer, I feel like is so, so telling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, thank you so much for all of that. I, 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 I didn't plan for this question. <laughs> so let me know if I need to reword it, but I am so curious about, like, as a death doula, your relationship with your mortality, like any kind of fear of death or anything along those lines, really, has that evolved with your practicing as a medium that the psychicness was always there, but really, like, the journey since 2018 for you? Has, mm. Do you feel like there was fear there and it kind of dissipated with having experienced more. Like I feel, it just felt very called to ask that in this moment. Yes. I love that. Such a great question. And you know, it's so interesting. I would say not that I ever had a fear, but once it became a medium, I'm like, Oh, that actually makes sense of why I always felt that way about death. For some reason, whatever, since I was a little girl, when someone died, I was always like, Oh, they're safe now. Like I just, I, I just knew, I just had this weird, I can't explain it other than I just had this inner knowing that they were safe now. I was like, they're finally at peace. Oh my God. And then now that I'm a medium, I'm like, oh no shit. Like, of course, like that is amazing. And again, I, so this is like kind of off topic, but another way to also emphasize like all of our clairs and our gifts so that, that inner knowing is claircognizance when it's not a physical like boom, but it's this deep inner knowing of like, absolutely, I, there's no doubt about it, that that is it. And so I had this inner knowing that that's what death was like. And I knew that, I just knew that everything would be okay when you'd pass away. And it like, wasn't this scary experience so yeah, I would say that. I think I just now really appreciate it more. I appreciate the process. I, 
you know, a really interesting thing and something that I'm, I really, um, I'm honored I was able to do. And I actually wouldn't mind. I don't even know how I would incorporate in my practice, but maybe it's kind of similar to what you do. So unfortunately I had an old roommate from college take her life like a few months ago. And so when I, first of all, I found out in the weirdest way, I was like, why did I find out from an Instagram story that I was tagged in with like a cryptic text? And then I reached out to the girl that posted it and she was like, oh yeah, she died. I'm like, what? Like, first of all, I was like, what the, but then it was funny because I wasn't even mad for long. And right when I found out, I was like, Lauren, come here, come to me. And she came to me and she, it was so funny because she, it's like you go through when someone takes their life, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I should have done this. And like, right before I was getting into that, she was like, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. And what's interesting about death too, is when it deciding on how you choose to pass away is so based on you. And I think now that's also rewriting the script of like, when you take your life is it is not a selfish thing. You, it was an active choice because you just like, obviously it's for the most, oh, it's for the saddest reasons possible, but don't disempower them for their choice. That was their free will. And so anyways, she was really wet and cold. And when you oftentimes, when you take your life, you end up very confused. You're like, oh my God, that worked. Holy shit. And I immediately sat down with her and I was like, okay, there are your, there's the light. Go. There are your guides. Go, go, go. I love you. Go, go, go. And I just remember seeing like this long pathway to like a tunnel of light. All of her guides were waiting and I sent her to the light. And that was such an honor. And I know I could do that again and again and again. And I think that's what I also like love about spirit too is number one, you will always find your way when you die. And of course, that's why people like you exist and like death doulas, because it is it is very important for that spirit to meet their guides and meet the gate in order for them to ascend and not be restless. And for there also, it's healing on both sides. It's so important. So and what's cool is like, I just the fact that I had that honor to guide her to, you know, where she was meant to be and she wasn't wandering and lost and wet and cold, you know, like that she's now okay. It was so wonderful. So that also gave me definitely a a new, beautiful perspective on, um, you know, crossing over. And also what's really big about crossing over is we also like, I haven't finished it, but I have the book Journey of Souls, which I feel like have you read? I feel like you should read. So it's by Dr. Newton and he is a clinical hypnotist and he puts people in hypnosis and literally guides them into like across the veil or into past lives and past life regressions. And what what those patients have said, those voluntary patients have said is number one, we can't know everything. We can't know everything about what happens when we die. We do know, of course, I know some things, but I can't know everything because that's, it's not, it's not my place. First of all, I'm like, I'll know it all when I die. (laughs) Like I, I'm, that's not like what I'm obsessed about, but what's also really interesting is with death, 
depending on how you die and the person you were, hopefully you choose to say, yes, I am excited to learn and grow and ascend and see more. And that's where you will go. But if you say no, you will... It's interesting. So I have an uncle who I love dearly, but he also, he took his life and he, not anymore, but he used to show up with a helper guide because he had a lot of work to do. And I think that's, that's also what's interesting. What I learned so far in Journey to Souls is there isn't a hell, but in fact, you go to like counsel, you go off into something separate with counsel and you learn. And again, I don't know. That is just from like a book, but, and that's also what makes more sense to me. But anyways, long-winded way of saying like death is super, super cool. And we can't, we can't know. It's not our right to know too much. Thank you for sharing all of that. And what an incredible opportunity that was for you to be able to hold a kind of space for the ones that that did complete suicide. It's something that is so abrupt that the ability to still have some kind of connection and a sense of what they might be going through after that, I imagine is can be incredibly grounding. It's still saddening. It'll still trigger so many emotions, feelings, etc. But you know, I'm so glad you were able to connect with her that way and have a kind of final goodbye, you know, I I can't even begin to imagine the fear and everything else that comes with that as well. And, you know, also it's such an interesting concept that I would never even think of that folks that are still trying to figure some things out that still need some support, having something like a helper guide is such a, a great concept because it's such a great thing to even think of as maybe being a part of the universe that even when we pass on, transcend, even if the outcome was completing suicide, that there is still support on the other side. I think that so beautifully negates this concept that doing it is a sin and doing it is a bad thing. It simply makes it another thing that happens in life. So yeah. So one final question before I wrap up tonight. Uh, What do you wish people asked of you that never comes up? What kind of curiosity Mm. do you wish folks had around you? Like, do you mean clients or just strangers or God, it's like I have so many Oh, uh, I guess, I guess clients. Hmm. How can I draw myself closer to the path of my highest good? I think not that I'm saying my clients aren't asking of that or I'm not judging anyone who has ever come to me because I've actually been very lucky. I've had wonderful clients. They're so, so sweet. But I think not, not again, like that's why I so emphasized on like, are you ready and what are your intentions? Because 
what we've seen on media is answers and validation and messages and just like we're like a spout. And that's really like messages and evidence is I like to view that as a beautiful cherry on top. The whole freaking shebang should be giving you, like inviting you into the world of your soul and of this healing divine connection that exists within all of us. That is really the main goal of mediumship. And then of course, evidence across, you know, evidence that your loved one is across the veil and is watching over you and evidence that you have a guide that is here for you to protect you. But not, we are, again, I think too many of us are really consumed with finding answers when most of us should just be like, how can I feel empowered to get in touch with my, with my highest good, my higher self and be empowered with the tools themselves. So yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. Thank you so, so much. Oh. Of course. And thank you again for coming on the podcast and of course. please tell the people, uh, our listeners where they could find <laughs> you. Uh, if you have anything special going on that you'd like to talk up, please, please share. Yes. So you guys can find me on, you know, anywhere you love to listen to podcasts, my podcast, Embody Your Soul. Lots of fun, lots of silliness, lots of wisdom. And Emmy will be on there. I also am on Instagram and TikTok at the modern medium underscore. And my website is themodernmedium.co. That's where you can read, you know, my story and see my services. I have one on, you know, one-on-one readings, psychic mediumship, past lives, and I also have energy sessions. And then I also have, you know, one, one-on-one like private mentorship containers, tap into your magic, and I have meet your spirit guides. And spirit guides is really just more of an umbrella of helping you meet your team and deepening your connection with your team so your practice can expand. And, you know, and then tap into your magic is more about tapping into your spiritual gifts as someone who has, who know, who like doesn't really like who wants to either be a medium or who feels like they have this deeper power and desire to connect with their gifts and how they can live like a more fulfilled. I feel like I'm just like rambling. But anyways, I have mentorship programs and I have one-on-one readings and I have a podcast and I'm just so excited to meet all of you, to connect with all of you. And thank you so much for having me. That's all for today's episode, everyone. If you're listening in an Apple podcast and you like what you heard, please leave a written five-star review. If you're tuning in on other platforms like Spotify, please still give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast. And if you've been listening for a while and you haven't done so already, subscribe. And please do share this episode with even one person that you think would benefit from today's topics on The Violet Vulture. Again, you can keep up with me on Instagram at LaSoyEmmy, my website, SoyEmmy.com, or you can add it to my newsletter. I hope to keep seeing you on the internet. That's all for today, friends. Thank you for tuning in to The Violet Vulture. Bye for now.